0: Welcome to the Get Real About Safety podcast. In our podcast, we discuss the new view of safety, what works and what doesn't work, to break down old paradigms and help you improve safety performance in your organization. Hi, I'm Mike.
1: And I'm Pam. And we appreciate you listening. Please share and subscribe and tell others about this podcast. You can find us on most podcast platforms and also on YouTube.
0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Get Real About Safety. Today, we have a very special guest, and I think you'll really like this podcast. We're very pleased to have Jeff Palumbo, Vice President of Safety Operations for Robbins and Morton. Robbins and Morton is a Birmingham, Alabama-based general contractor, heavily involved in construction and renovation of hospitals and healthcare facilities across the U.S. We've been working with Jeff and his management team for several years now, and they, they have made tremendous amount of progress in improving their safety culture and the integration of human performance operating philosophies into their operations. So this podcast is about the Robinson and Morton journey and where they are today. Hi, Jeff. Mike, how are you? I'm doing great. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview today. I think it's going to be very
1: beneficial for a lot of folks. Man, I, I hope so, and uh, I know we've been talking about trying to get this together for a bit, and actually, I'm disappointed I, I couldn't get there to see you today, but, uh, you know, maybe another podcast we do would sit sit across from one another.
0: Absolutely. Maybe this COVID thing would die down a little bit, and we can uh, have a little more personalized deal here.
1: Man, let's hope so. Let's hope so.
0: So, I guess, uh, you know, we just want to kind of talk about your journey, Jeff, and so, uh just if you would, just to kind of start out, if you would tell everybody a little bit about who you are, uh, how you got into safety, uh, how you ended up at Robbins and Morton, and just sort of the
1: the journey since then. Yeah, man, and it's been a it's been a journey. Let me tell you, I, I uh, <laughs> Mike, I went to uh, and and we'll start there. You know, I I grew up in Pennsylvania, and uh, for those safety folks out there, probably have heard of Indiana Indiana University of Pennsylvania you know, first accredited school for safety, which, you know, when I originally went, I didn't go for safety. I went for, uh, went for business, uh, really undecided. But interesting, my, my father had worked for mine safety appliances for his whole career. He was a shipper he, in the shipping department. So, you know, every now and again, he'd come home with some safety device, whatever. And I, I guess I didn't think much about it. But and um, when I went to IUP and it was fortuitous, I didn't realize that uh, you know that they had this great safety school there yeah um, went for business met some guys on my floor actually that were involved in safety and i was still trying to figure out what I was what I really wanted to do and and uh, they talked to me about it a little bit and then it seemed really interesting so uh, you know I actually ended up changing my major I got into safety saw that I really did enjoy it and
0: uh, do you still enjoy went from it? there
1: I'm sorry do you still enjoy it Oh, man, you know, it, it, Mike, you know, and I know if you don't enjoy it, you you will not be successful in this in this business. I you mean, got it. That it right. is a it is a tough business, uh, but very rewarding, most rewarding. Business. Yes. Um, so interestingly enough, um, you know, probably near the end of my, my college career, I was trying to find internships. Of course, Indiana University or IUP had you know, they could set you up with internships and everything else. Well, I went out on my own and ended up working for a a general contractor construction manager out of Pittsburgh. And, uh, you know, it was over a summer and I was actually at the Sony plant in New Stamp, Pennsylvania. It was an old Volkswagen plant that they were renovating. And, And that was really my first taste, you know, of, of what this is all about. Now, interestingly enough, um, I got thrown out of the superintendent's trailer probably after the first, uh, well, it was the first day, you know, I mean, here's me, this new safety guy, not necessarily understanding what he's doing, seeing an issue, trying to get it resolved. And, and that was my introduction to safety. It was like, Hey, you got a problem with me is what he said. And I can't tell you everything he said, but <laughs> long story short, I got thrown out of the trailer. Well, I ended up working with that superintendent years later as well at the same company. And he laughed and he said, man, I figured one of two things. He said, uh, you'd either quit or stay. And uh, so it was, you know, that was just the way he was. And, and uh, we became good friends. We actually worked on another job in New Jersey. So, and he had changed as well. So again, my first introduction to safety. Well, uh, I had uh, spent several months there, went back to school. My boss at the time called me and said, hey, uh, we've got a need in Syracuse. Uh, we will pay for your last semester, which I was actually doing my internship then. Pay for your last semester. You go up there. I actually had one class left to take, uh, human physiology and anatomy. I had to drug my feet because all my buddies said, man, the professor at IUP is the most difficult. It's a hard class. So, of course, I waited to the end. Uh, but I ended up taking that at Lemoyne College in, in, uh, in, I forget what the town that was. I guess that, uh, whatever town that was. But I spent several years in Syracuse as project safety manager, went back uh, to Pennsylvania for a bit and ended up going to a, an electrical contractor. Uh, We had a job in, in Chicago. Uh, It was um, the McCormick center expansion job there. And it was huge at that point. It was, uh, I think there was 2000 plus people, maybe more on that project. We, we alone had about 500 electricians. So I spent uh, probably spent, and almost a year in Chicago, which was great. That was back in, I think that was 95. And, uh, of course, we, Mike, I, I moved into a, uh, uh, we were right on Lake Michigan, moved into a, a nice apartment building, 53rd floor, and best place I've ever lived. <laughs> but uh, it was only short-lived. We were there about a year, and then I went to another division of the company. The company I was with at the time was kind of going through some changes, and uh, I actually became safety director probably way too early in my career uh, on, with another division of the company. We had several divisions there as well. So, um, you know, I say that and, and, and I wish I would have had a mentor early on. And not that I didn't. My bosses at the time were, were mentors, but somebody to really help me focus. But again, I became sure. safety director probably in year, and it might have been 97. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, did I fail quite a bit! I mean, we talk <laughs> about human performance and failure all the time. Yeah. I learned a lot from my mistakes. <laughs> That's a good thing. So, yeah, no, absolutely, and a really good environment, good, good group. Uh, so we, I was there for several years. Now that division, uh, at some point in time, then was closed down as well. I mean, How'd they you started up, selling. How did you end up getting to Robbins and Morton from all that? Man, uh, next step. I went back to Pennsylvania, spent about two years with a contractor there, and then, then found Robbins and Morton. I, I knew, you know, the company I was with, man, again, good people, but just they were not there in their safety journey where I needed to be or thought we should be. So I was looking and uh, ended up just shooting resumes out and got a call. And man, never thought in my life. Uh, Mike when I live in Alabama uh, man I, you I was know, wondering about that
0: <laughs> but I, I, I got
1: to tell you and, and everybody told me when I met and, and came to Robbins and that was in 2005 they said man this is a this is a a, a diamond in the rough this area in Birmingham and everything else and man it's been wonderful personally for me I mean my kids grew up here and you it's know my, my yeah my older son went to the University of Alabama and my younger son's going to Mississippi State right now so Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we, we, they, they, I, I think for Robin's journey, you know, the, the company, I think it, it, 1946 is when they began and, uh, you know, they had never had a safety director for them before. They had had some issues several years before, maybe 2003, 2004 time frame, where they said, man, we've got to, we've got to, we've got to improve somewhat. And they got engaged with a consultant that was helping them. And uh, at that point in time, the consultant said, man, you really need to grow some type of department. Uh, so through their recommendation, they started a search. And, uh, you know, just really, again, fortuitous that we came together because I came to a company that is family-based organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, they care about their people already. Uh, they just didn't know everything that they, they needed to do from a safety standpoint to continue to improve. So uh, that's really where that journey started. And, uh, man, when I came in, um, you know, they, had a, they had a program just like everybody else, but we really needed to start focusing. Let's develop policy and procedure that is, is going to be effective. Let's develop some training that's going to be effective. Let's start communicating out to everybody what we're going to do, how we're going to try to transform the organization. So I spent probably the first two years, you know, I mean, I was hitting – know, 17 or 18 jobs a month. I mean, it was a department of one at that point in time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and kind of one. oh yeah, sharing my vision with uh, with our managers, letting them get to know me because, you know, again, Mike, you know, in safety, unfortunately, and, and we talk about the new view and the old view of safety, well, there's that police view mentality as well. And that's what a lot of folks have grown up in. And that's what they yeah. understand. So they're like, oh, this safety guy's coming out here. and He's going to just be in real pain for me. Sure. Uh, so I was trying to share, to the, share with them what we were going to accomplish and how we were going to do that. So really get them on my side before we started making a lot of transitions and changes. Yeah. And uh, I would say we, we did that and kicked around for a while. Now, partly my goal was obviously to build the department. Uh, you know, and I, I actually had shared that initially with the group. And, you know, I, I just think when, when you haven't done that in an organization or you don't have that, that setup, you don't completely uh, maybe even agree with it or understand it. So it was like mm-hmm. selling, you know, and safety is always about sales, anyways. Sure. I don't is. care anybody that says it's not. It's, yeah. you know, we're, we're constantly selling why and constantly selling what's important and what's in it for me and how it's going to benefit. There's a lot of different things. It's going to benefit. So, um, you know, with Robbins, we, we started, uh, you know, putting guys on projects full time, you know, we made a decision, uh, and, and, you know, there's always a struggle there, Mike, because is it a dollar value? Is it a a number of people value? Is it what, what's that, what's the right number? And I don't know if we'll ever get there, but I think we're pretty good to me. It's, evaluating the project, making a determination of the risk, making a determination of the folks that are there and the subs or the trade partners that we've got, and then making that decision to, to really help those team members. And that's probably successful.
0: the best way to go because so many companies set some number, like for every 25 people or for every 50 people, you got to have a safety person. Sure. And I kind of like the way you guys do it, of evaluating that on a case-by-case basis and based on the risk.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, it'd be easier for us as safety guys, you know, if Hey, we, we got a safety guy on every job, but, yeah. uh, and, you know, the value and I know we're, we're getting off site of the journey, but, uh, the value of that would be awesome because to me, a safety manager on a job, their responsibility is to teach that management team Yeah. to teach them how to be safety leaders, not to do it all for them and, uh, to, to really engage them and, Unfortunately, sometimes you've got that old school mentality that, hey, I got a safety guy on the job now. I don't need to do anything. And, uh, you know, we, we've gotten beyond that, which, yeah. you know, I, I think every organization goes through that.
0: That growth uh, curve.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, with everything that we've done over the years, and, and uh, I think that's, that helps them see that this is the path that we're taking. Uh, yeah. so again, we started, you know, we started putting folks on projects full time. we got some division safety managers to start visiting jobs and, uh, really grew the department, uh, you know, fast forward to 2015. I think there's 30 of us in the department right now and, yeah. uh, you know, we've got multiple layers. We've got uh, our director <clears throat> of safety and development, Corey Kennedy, who, you know, Corey's just a, a jack of all trades and man, I. I we, we wouldn't be as successful as an organization without his, his leadership. Too. He is sharp. You know, he's, he's great. Well, you know um, You know, and, and Todd and, and some of these are the division guys. and We've actually restructured this year a little bit more, Mike. Uh, we've elevated some of our division safety managers to uh, division safety directors. I don't know if that's the right title or what, but we've given them direct responsibility to manage guys on site. Yeah. which I think from a career path standpoint, that makes sense. From a management standpoint, that makes sense, because I certainly can't manage 30 people, you know, and, and uh, I, mean, I, I try to talk to them the best I can. And, of course, we've all got a good relationship, but, you know, it's a lot easier to have somebody that can focus a little bit
0: more. Sure. So. Absolutely. So how did you guys go from the programmatic uh, phase to growing your culture?
1: And I I think to me, that was always a goal because I did have some exposure to that early on and not necessarily human performance. We didn't know that's what it was called, but trying to manage it differently. And, and, and I think Mike, as you, you had mentioned earlier, you and I kind of got hooked up. I think it was 2010 Mm -hmm. uh, when we first started talking, because we knew we wanted to make a transformation. We knew that we wanted to have safety leadership versus uh, what we were trying to do and, and Really, we never came at it from a from a police state mentality, but just ultimately, sometimes it, it degrades down there. So we had to build the programs, we had to share our philosophy and start working in that, that next step. And I, I can remember sitting with Robin during business planning, and Robin's the, uh, the chief operating officer and president, he's my boss, uh, sitting there and him looking at me and saying, what more can we do? And man, to me, it, 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 and I've got to say, you know, Mike, and you and I have talked about it a long time. Without our senior leadership's uh, support in this organization, man, we would not be where we were today. So, And you and definitely Robin have really, that. You yeah, definitely so, have that. So Robin said, what more can we do? And that's when we said, well, let's develop some training let's talk about leadership training, because we, you know, you see it out there, you, we've had help from our insurance carrier with things in the past, and but we really wanted to define something internal to pull all these components together, and I tell you, my, my search then scared, scared me to death, <laughs> you know, because we want to bring this course together, and, and really, it was kind of that next step of our organization, and kind of that rallying cry of where we're going to go, and uh, man, there's so much good stuff out there, but pulling something together decent uh, would take a lot of time and effort. We were willing to do it, but we wanted to get moving. So, uh, and that's when I, I met you, I think it was Corey or Gentry Jones said, have you ever met Mike? I said, no. So actually Corey and I came and met you at Georgia tech. With, you did. You and did. I kind of, I shared what we were going to try to do. And you said, man, I think I've got something kind of all already to help you. And, uh, and that's when you shared the leadership, materials with us Uh, no that was not the leadership that was the pursuit of safety excellence
0: it was yeah training
1: that we did i'm i'm jumping forward right Uh, so we did our pursuit and and actually it's funny mike you know when we do our hp training and you know because you you do it i mean you're you're doing the heavy lifting i just i just kick it off um uh we 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 talked about human performance back in 2012 when we rolled that out Mm-hmm. We talked about human error. We talked about all those things. And everybody, it's funny, when well, you know, too, from, from listening to them, they're like, oh, yeah, I think I remember something about that. You know, so it was an easy move in. So we were kind of setting the stage, talking a little HP, talking about leadership, talking about all those components during that and just saying, guys, we're going to the next level. Our senior leadership's engaged, involved, and supporting it. So we're going to head head in that direction.
0: Yeah, you did a good um, job of laying the foundation.
1: Well, it, it, and and we had to, we had to get them involved because, uh, and, and you know, I and Robin always kind of looked at me and kind of laughed. You know, if you recall, I'd always tell everybody, I said, "Robin's going to speak." I said, "This is the most important part of this presentation because this is where the support is from." And, you know, he'd kind of shake his head, but, you know, it's true. I mean, if if our teams didn't understand our organization and Bill Morton and Robin and these guys want it, uh, they're they're not going to deliver it. I mean, they're going to do their best, uh, but not to the level where we're at.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, and, and Mike, if you recall, after that pursuit class that we did, uh, and, man, I I don't know how (laughs) we pushed as much material through in six and a half hours as we did. If you remember the guys in the back, because we, I think we helped. We, we did it in conjunction with you. We had yeah. timekeepers in the back raising <laughs> raising flags and everything. But and we, those and were, we got it together.
0: And those were huge audiences. I mean, you had like oh, 100 yeah. people at a time in those
1: things. Yeah. Just month yeah. after month. Man, I, I tell you, Mike, there was one, one day when we were doing it, and, and I'm sure it's happened to you because you teach and train all the time. I lost my train of thought. We got a hundred people there and I'm over in the corner. I'm not even in the front cause I'd walk back and forth and man, I, my mind just blanked out. <laughs> <The> middle <laughs> laps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and thankfully I was able to bring it back, but uh, man, that's, that's one of the scariest things when you're communicating and <laughs> to, to folks. But uh, after that, again, back to, Another business planning, another year, we felt great about delivering that training. And we told everybody, if we don't do anything else, then we've wasted a lot of resources. We've wasted a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just not going to continue to get better. So it was, what's the next step? Where do we go from here? And that's where, again, you and I talked and we talked about the culture assessments. So I think that was 2012. Well, we were kind of talking about it through that, that time of doing the pursuit class. But uh, 2013 in earnest is when you went out and, and you, you went out and surveyed them most of our projects, if I recall. Mm-hmm. And,
0: About 30 uh, or 40, you know, I think.
1: Yeah, there was, uh, <coughs> At that was, the time. That was a lot of time and a lot of, uh, a lot of good information. So, you know, I think that was, man, was it, was it 2013 end of the year when you developed all your recommendations and gave us all the different projects and, and, and uh, information? So we got that information from you. We as a group came together, talked through, and and as you know, one of the things that, that we do is we've got our monthly safety team meeting where we've got all the projects on there. Yeah. And uh, I think we actually had you deliver the results mm-hmm. uh, on one of those meetings just to, to let everybody kind of know where we're at as an organization. Because if we didn't know where we were at, we don't know where we're going. It is the so, first step. Uh, and, and, and again, one of the one of the great things that came out of that was – us really defining safety leadership and what that means in, in our organization and how that's going to help us. Mm-hmm. I mean, back in pursuit, we developed our value for safety. Uh, we talked through all that and what that actually means as an organization. Uh, moving into the safety leadership portion, how what does a safety leader do? How can we affect change on the jobs? How can we manage that change? Of course we did we had our work groups and we worked through a lot of other things through there as well and you know probably the two biggest uh, well we say positively you know most of the folks that you surveyed if I recall said man they, they believe Robbins and Morton cares about their employees overwhelming not just not not just their employees but the trade contractors as well
0: you know that was a you know I don't mean to interrupt you that was a, a thing that was unique about you guys is that you included your subcontractors. And I'll yeah. tell you, uh, many companies don't do that. And I uh, really applaud you guys for doing that
1: since you use so many of those folks. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, are we truly there if we don't know if they're there, they're with us, you know, and yeah. to me, they're just part of this whole organization and you sure. have to manage it that way because what affects them affects us as a company too. Um, so, you know, we went through that evaluation, we, we've got your recommendations. Where we were where we were weak, and, and I think most organizations are, is recognition of of uh, of safe behaviors, encouraging people. Uh, you know, you know, the performance coaching that we ultimately did and, and trained everybody up on. So I think we had a great opportunity there. Uh, yeah, we, we could inspect jobs, and everybody recognized that we ha- we actually would correct things as we saw them. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of those some of those I say simple things. It was the cultural components where we needed to improve because sure. again, if we don't we don't reinforce things, and as, as you know, Mike, in back in pursuit and even leadership, we talked about uh, you know consequences. Yeah, you know, and 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 positive consequences, immediate consequences, and what that does. You know, if you have uh, even negative consequences, immediate will have a change, but those yeah. positive ones are, are way better uh, in that capacity. So we 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 came together. We did the safety leadership training for our folks, put them all through that. That was another in 2014. I think we started that.
0: And even and, your senior executives went through that as well.
1: Oh they yeah, were the first yeah. ones to go through. First group to go through, they were the first group I believe to go through the human performance training as well. They Aside were. from our champions, which I know we'll get there.
0: They were, and that was powerful. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it,
1: it was again all, all told, everybody on board, and uh, I think, man, I don't even know how many safety leadership classes we did, Mike. It uh-huh. was it was a lot. It was a lot. So uh, that was twenty fourteen and. You know, I, I think, and, and one of the things we need to talk about offline is doing another culture assessment, because I think we're getting to that point mm-hmm. uh, where it'd probably be sure. a good thing for, for to have you guys do that for us. Um, but, uh, you know, through this whole growth, you know, ultimately you get to see a change in your managers. And, and think about the evolution of even our younger managers who, back in 20, 2012, some of these guys were maybe assistant superintendent levels. And some of them progressed extremely quickly. Now we've got guys that are leading projects who have been in this safety culture mentality and climate since really they started. So that's where we really see a a, a huge effect in, in the future of the organization as well as those members that come in that we can get right from the beginning. Let them understand how we can do this. How it's not a burden, how, you know, I mean, changing your approach and just communicating pe- with people, that doesn't cost money. Right. I mean, granted, there's a lot of technical safety stuff we need to worry about and planning and getting ready for certain things and understanding uh, how a task is going to be accomplished and all that technical. We do that. We're going to yeah, continue yeah. to do that. But this stuff, this is easy. It changes us in, in the way that we approach safety and, and communication with our so we've got these managers who are now at this this juncture so you know we probably and i was actually disappointed because we you and i probably have been talking about human performance for years yeah of course i read a lot of the books and and uh you know it, it's interesting i think it's the is it the, the department of energy that put out some hp stuff Wait, yes it was like 91 or oh something. yeah yeah way back uh, and and really set the stage for those folks that started building programs and writing books and everything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you read so much, there's such a fine line between human performance and human and organizational performance and you know how to make a company better. So I, that's you know, right. is, one of the values that, that we now talk about truly is as doing human performance, it's not just about safety. It's about organizational uh, excellence. In and I'm capacity. glad
0: you guys do that because that's uh, that's what sells.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we've got our Building Forward uh, uh, initiative as well that, that is really kind of the same. It's lean, but, you know, it's, it's finding better ways. It's empowering people. It's leadership development. I mean, all the same things. So the stage has been set from our organization. And, and I would tell you, Mike, when we started our lean journey, uh, it really was the safety piece that helped that. And, and Robert Gambrell, you'd hear him tell a story that, uh, you know, even at Maine when you, that's probably the first place. I think that's where you helped us initially. We, you didn't do a, you did a culture assessment there, but you did some leadership training as well. They're correct. Um, yeah. You know, we found out on that job that our workers thought we didn't care about them, you know, and that was kind of the beginning of that transformation there, but that transfers into this lean journey and, communicating with people and empowering people and transparency. I mean, all the things we do as an organization anyways, but putting a name and a, and a, and a, and a title to it. So,
0: and you know, Jeff, just, uh, just to kind of add to what you're saying there for, for folks listening to this, Robinson Morton is one of the few construction companies that are actually doing lean, lean construction. Uh, you know, that's a uh, something that's primarily been done in the manufacturing industry, but, uh, uh, construction is really kind of lagging getting into that. But you guys are really uh, on the forefront.
1: Well, we, we are. And, and I think, I, I would think there's a lot of, not a lot, but there are some other contractors, and you probably know them that are, that are on their lean journey as well. They may call it something different. But, man, it, it just it makes sense as an organization, as you continue to grow, as you've got so many responsibilities, trying to make sure that you can do it all. You know, and, and uh, that's, that's the challenge. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Lean. And again, our, we call it building forward. It's, it's really that one and the same. And uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a journey that our company is very proud of. And, and it, it's interesting because the safety journey is no different. It really is that same, you know, operational excellence transformation. Uh, So it's, it's nice. We're on, we're on parallel, but the same journey.
0: (laughs) Well, they marry up hand in hand.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So where was I? We were, we were uh, in 2015, 2016 timeframe, I think. And like we, you know, we, we had a lot of growth during that period. And, you know, again, you do certain things that, you always need to do from a safety standpoint anyways. You update your policies and procedures and make sure that we're tying some of our new philosophies in there as well. Uh, you know, and, and you make all those changes, but as we, I was reading more about human performance and, you know, probably one of the first, I say, uh, speakers I saw talk about it. It was actually in a Southern company session. I forget what year. Uh, but, uh, that was my introduction to, to Todd Conklin. Yeah. And nah. what I was amazed about Todd, it was just the simplicity of how he made it seem. And, man, you're no different. I mean, when you communicate it out, the concepts are simple, but they could be very complex and understanding if you just can't, can't explain it quickly. Or you know, and, and, and to kind of go
0: along with that, that's kind of my same experience. You know, Todd was my first uh, formal introduction to human performance, and he's just yeah. fabulous. And I just love the way he puts things in plain, simple terms and uses stories. And uh, he's just top notch.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that that was – and that was actually – that was before I think we even did Pursuit. It was when I initially saw that. So I had it in the back of my mind since then. But, you know, think about it, Mike. If if we would have taught human performance in earnest in 2012 and told our organization, told Robinson Morton, this is the journey where we're headed, you think I'd have got run out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would not have flown at that point in time.
1: Yeah. And, and not because uh, because they didn't buy into it. It was just such a new concept. Oh, yeah. And, and, Too radical. We had, you know, we had to start from the beginning. We had to go through that curve, you know, yep. and, and, and get to where we're, we're at. And, man, I'd love to say we're perfect, firing on all cylinders everywhere. we got challenges every day, and, and just okay. like every organization does. But um, – you know, I guess it was really in earnest 2019 last year when we started our HP courses. Mm-hmm. Really early in January, if you recall, again, we started in 2018. You and I, we kept communications up. And I think there may have been one year since 2012 that you didn't do any training for us. And it might have been like 2017. Something. And I, I'd have to think back why it was just we had had, had everybody trained up. We've got everybody where we wanted to be. We were still going to the next level, though. And that's when you and I started talking about human performance in earnest. And, and you showed me the the courses that you had. I think I actually came, man, I went with you uh, to Ohio, I believe. And I yeah. watched you teach a course.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's right. You came uh, to one of our other clients and sat in on one. And uh, yeah, yeah, I remember that well.
1: And, and, I, and I knew already that that was the path we were going to take, but man, I just, I wanted to see it in action. And, 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 you know, so because I knew that's where we needed to go and I had already started, I say not forewarning, but talking about HP to our executives, you know, we've got monthly meetings as well with those guys and just kind of communicating where we're headed and always trying to keep them in the forefront of understanding where we're at and, and where we're going. Sure. So I've got their support. Uh, Because, again, you don't want to blindside anybody. All of a sudden, we got this new process, right? And uh, it's funny, it's not a program, and we know that. It's an operating philosophy uh, of where we're at now. But, you know, it's still – got to correct people from time to time. Was that that human performance program? No, it's not a program. (laughs) So, you know, we we taught – what did we do? 500 managers last year, Mike.
0: Yeah, we did. And you started out with your champions. Talk about that a little bit, your – Champion or implementation team?
1: You know the, the that group of of of, uh, of managers, Mike. We just and we've got more, and I'd like to have more champions, but you, you got to kind of limit it. So we we thought through, and and it was actually a really good exercise. I had a couple of my division guys together. Uh, we talked through who really is a leader, who is a true safety leader in Robinson Morton right now. And now uh, despite even going moving forward to human performance, um, so we developed that list of names. Robin and I then sat and looked at that list of names and it was great. It was concurrence all the way through. So then we reached out to those guys and, and we just we, we asked them we said, you're recognized as a safety leader in the organization. We want to go to the next level uh, in our success of, of safety within the company and we want you to help us do that we want you to champion the cause. So, you know, I think we originally sent that may have been 20 or 25 folks. We narrowed it down to, to maybe 16 or 17 only because uh, we just couldn't coordinate their schedules. So I told them, I said, even if you can't go through the first training, you're a champion. And, you know, in my mind, whatever. Uh, So, but, but we, we got those guys engaged. We, we filtered them before we even did training in January for that group. Mike, if you remember, uh, we sent them a bunch of information. We had some discussions with them about what this entails. We wanted to give them a heads up. Then we brought them in for the three day human performance class and we really dug in deep. Uh, and, and I think the experiences that they had beforehand and the information discussions we had set the table for them. Yes. And again, being the leaders that they are it was just an easy transition in their mind and, and really, you know, when yeah, beginning fundamentals of human performance, old school safety, new school, they were already new school in their thinking and they're yeah. thinking. So it was an easy transition. So we got them engaged. And uh, then when we started doing the training and, you know, we originally talked about having them just deliver the HP training. after mm-hmm. that. And, and, right. You know, as much as I would love those guys to do it, I just, man, nobody does it better, Mike, uh, than you. And, and that's <laughs> why, you. you know, we'll continue to have you helping us. And, and uh, because, again, it's, it's – you've got this regimented approach about it, and it's not regimented. It seems free-flowing, but I know it's a lot of practice, a lot of control, a lot of everything that you do. So uh, I just like the consistency because I know if I tried to do it, just like this conversation – I'm off on a tangent over here somewhere, <laughs> you know. I'm good at introducing. I mean, I, and, you know, if you want me to teach technical stuff again, I can do that. You know, I can I can follow the, I can follow the path. But I'll, I get excited and I get, uh, get off on a tangent. Whereas you get off a little bit when, when the group requires it, but you're able to steer them back in pretty easy. So Thank uh, you. we had those guys out there. Not only did we have our champions there, we would have it kicked off by a senior leader as well. You know, obviously, I couldn't have Robin do each one because I think we did. God, it was fifteen or twenty courses over the course of the year, and yeah. that encompassed about five hundred people. So, you know, that's a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, but we got champions there, kind of to to talk through their journey, to talk through their understanding, and most of the most of the champions had been with us through Pursuit of Safety Excellence It went through the Safety Leadership Training. Have been through the transition. So it was great to hear their their perspective. And I, I thought that was great you, for them
0: to preface those courses, uh, and it just showed a, a personal commitment on the part of each of those champions. It was, it was absolutely, powerful.
1: Absolutely. Well, what else showed personal commitment? And you tell the story every time. Robin sat through the champions course, and he sat through one of the two-day HP courses.
0: And, you know, Jeff, i got to say, and I've, I've said this before <laughs> – that's the first time I've seen the president of a company set through a full course like that. You know, you, you usually only get executives like that two or three hours. Right. Uh, but for him to come and set through the full course and then come back and take the two day course, yeah. that, that just blew me away. That was powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and you'll remember too, uh, that second day that court when he was in there and we talked about drift because we introduced that exercise as well. How interested was Robin man about that drift, and, and he really was I mean, focused? I think he would have stayed an extra day.
0: <laughs> he was <laughs> laser, you know, did. and that's the thing is he was laser folks. That really got his attention, organizational yeah. drift. And, yeah. uh, uh, and, and talk a little bit about what he, what he did after that, about the exercises.
1: Well, man, a, you know, one of the things obviously that we did is we had the teams put up where they thought we were drifting and some, some control measures. Man, he once he wanted all that information. He, we, You know, we're we're probably lagging behind getting it out, Mike, but we've got it all categorized. We've got it all put together. Now, I've shared it um, with him so he can kind of see it. We've talked through some of the areas where we're drifting. Um, but, you know, he definitely wanted – that's a starting point for us. If people think we're drifting, and, and a lot of the things were the, the common elements, and it was no surprise because we actually asked them what I think the teams really enjoyed. We asked not only where are we, are we drifting in safety, where are we drifting in the organization elsewhere? Absolutely, and that was a powerful session. It was a lot like of good it, stuff
0: came out of those sessions.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We, <laughs> I got, uh, I still probably have all the paper sheets. I've got. Xerox or copies of them, pictures of them, everything else. So we've started that database. So it's, it's been a good, it's been, you know, know one thing
0: that, one thing that struck me was that through all of those, there were a lot of commonalities, but uh, every now and then, somebody would come up with something really unique and different. uh, But that was uh, significant.
1: It really was. And I remember, Cause again, I was there with you each time and we, we, yeah, it was like, Oh, that's a new one, man. That's, I got to write that down. <laughs> you know? And, uh, what I stopped doing through the class, cause actually the first couple of courses that you, that, that you ran for us and I was taking notes throughout the whole thing again, just so we had that skeleton there and then the drift exercise kind of doing the same thing, but I really wanted to focus on that and those, those components. And I think, um, our teams had some good solutions as well. They did, and so I think that was great. Now, talk about drift again. Talk about changing vernacular, which we're trying to do. Yeah, And Robin, at least at least once a month, I hear him say that word, and he's talking about you know, let's not drift here or there. And of course, you know what's what's going on right now with the COVID situation. Oh, yeah. like, you know, we started, you know, we developed a field guide way back in March. It's been updated six times, but uh, Robin, before the last holiday, he sent an email out to all the teams talking about how, you know, we've got to assure we're not drifting from those practices because it's that important. And just to use that term, it just, it makes me smile because again, we've got to find the drift, but if we're not talking about it, then nobody's looking for it. You got that right.
0: So where have you guys been since we've done the training? I know you started working on some uh, learning team stuff,
1: and we uh, have. Where uh, are you with all that? And we, you know, we we developed kind of in conjunction with as we were going through the HP uh, a, a really good event learning team course, and it, it's actually a day and a half course, Mike. That of course we stole some stuff from you and other other folks as well because. I mean, you guys got it where it needs to be. So we've taken some of that, but we've developed our own incidents. I mean, similar things that we did in the HP class, Yeah. but just a, a, a deeper uh, immersion into that. So we, we've done some ELT teams. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of event learning sessions already. You know, we, we changed several years ago. Uh, you know, used to be, Mike, and, and, and I know I'm off topic, but I'll get back on, used to be, you know, when we had a recordable or lost time, we'd have a meeting with with the senior leadership. Yeah, and you know how I feel about numbers. I hate them to begin with, and I always thought it caused too many more problems than it was worth. Yeah, sure. Uh, we focused on the wrong issues and versus taking care of people. But we got these numbers. We had to start somewhere again back many years ago. So we have these these recordable meetings. Well, now they've evolved to you know our SIF and P SIF meetings we are looking at potential significant injury or fatality events differently and you know man we're going to have a recordable where somebody gets something in their eye and they go and get a prescription man it's and I want them to get a prescription I want them to be taken care of yeah, you know absolutely. I'll take that record you know what I want to concentrate on is that scenario where somebody falls off a scaffold because the guardrail wasn't up there 10 feet doesn't get hurt stands up goes back work. Because, you know, and I know those things sometimes aren't looked at. So we're focusing in on those SIFs and P-SIFs in the organization and really focusing and spending our time in those event learning teams to evaluate those. Because, you know, you lose momentum if, if we're doing an event learning team for a minor recordable. One, I think it's, you're not getting the bang out of it that that you really would need. You're not getting the information out of it that would be help you. You kind of already know what's occurred there. Uh, So I I think it's those potential ones that we really want to focus on. So we've been doing, I would say this past year, even into 2019, because we really started it back then. I mean, we've done, I don't know, 20 to 30 uh, pretty deep ELTs, and That's really good right. information comes out of it. Uh, I would tell you one, Mike, that we did, and it was one I was on the fence of. Uh, we had a situation where we had an employee who uh, was picking up a pan. You know, we were doing concrete, picking up one of the pans, picked it up by himself. It was over 50 pounds. It's over our our, our limit, uh, and strained his thumb. Not, not a bad incident, not a bad injury. Probably could have done that 100 times, just had a sprained thumb. But again, we evaluate each one of those scenarios for, where, is there any learning that can take place? We looked at that situation and we found out that uh, we had been shorthanded that day on the crew. Uh, the, I believe the manager wasn't there. Uh, we were doing some stripping on another area of the building that required more of our folks over there. So again, shorthanded all around. We've got a, 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 uh, an employee, a good employee uh, that has a can-do attitude that's trying to do everything for us as, as an organization, trying to help us be successful, taking on his responsibility and just going instead of saying, hey, uh, I need some help. Well, we looked at that, and then we looked further. We looked at the pans that we were actually using, and they were different sizes on different in different locations. So what was happening is the forming crew above was screaming that they needed these pans. They needed them so they could continue getting ready for them to pour more concrete. Well, they were different sizes, so you know it just didn't make sense. And so we went all the way back to looking at the design of the job. Wow, could we have gotten in early enough to say let's design it such that all the pans are the same size? If we can do that, uh, let's let's assure that we have enough equipment because we had somewhat of a shortage of our pans and equipment on the job. So again, you know, the, the stripping crew always holds the, the forming crew up. I mean, it's just that yeah. it's just the nature of business. So but give them enough so they can they can form. We don't have to rush our guys to do that work. So I mean, there was a lot of other latent conditions in there that could have created some other challenges. What if we really needed you know, we were rushing so much that we got the crane operator uh, in a in a in upset from a standpoint of hey we need you to get this up there quick somebody pulls snatches trying to feed them as fast as we can and all of a sudden we miss a step all of a sudden you got a bigger issue so that that elt was really kind of a profound was probably one of the best ones for a perceived minor event that we had because it showed some other latent conditions we had and it really changed how we order materials how we uh set a job up from a standpoint of of forming material that we have so it was a it was a good session
0: and that's you know that truly is systems thinking there and uh uh, building defenses based on fixing the system and uh it's um i'm impressed the fact that you guys did that over something as simple as an injured thumb because a lot of people would have just ignored that but you saw the learning opportunities and how that could affect other areas so i really applaud you guys for that
1: that's awesome sure i i man i think that was one as i said one of the best now again we're not every incident are we going to do it and and we don't have time i would love to mike you know man i'd love to spend all the time in the world but we got to prioritize
0: yeah we all got limited resources don't we oh yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: that's good that's good so you guys are moving ahead with that so what's next where you headed next
1: man well and you and i were talking i think we were talking about it beforehand um you know Obviously, we're still in an education phase when it comes to human performance. I mean, we're doing, you know, I say we're in an education phase. You know, we developed the human performance uh, tool guide. We've, we've got that information in there. We actually revealed that at our Building Connect uh, uh, session that we had in, in Orlando in 2019 back in March. That was an organizational uh, um, event where different departments did certain things. Well, part of our big push was HP. So we had that guide. We're, you know, we're, we are, you know, I look at, I look at uh, our task planning. Man, that's, that's human performance stuff that we're doing. So yeah. we've been doing all that stuff for years. So we're doing certain things. We're doing the ELT stuff. We've got leadership involvement. We've changed some of the vernacular, but we haven't educated our field forces yet <laughs> because that was the goal. We were going to get all of our managers engaged and understanding last year And then immediately, first quarter of this year, start rolling that out to our hourly folks. Because I know our project teams are communicating differently. They're handling safety a little bit differently. And they've communicated to our hourly teams that, but not formally. So we want those guys to understand, what is safety differently? What are we doing? Why why is this manager all of a sudden now talking to me and coaching me more about certain things? And how can I play a part? So we had originally planned, as I said, in, in the first quarter. Of course, that didn't happen because of COVID. Well, as a matter of fact, if you'd look on my screen behind me, I'm, I'm penning the letter or the memo to the teams letting them know we're starting that. Yeah. So we're starting our hourly HP training. And I think actually Sheldon has got a session going on today in, in North Carolina. That's great. So we're starting that. Uh, we, we took – all of our lessons learned through the HP and everything we developed it. It's only going to be about a 60 to 90 minute session, Mike, uh, because I think more at this point would be like drinking from a fire hose. It would. Sure. Uh, So we're going to, we're going to do a short session. And then actually we're going to develop, we're actually we're probably mostly through developing 15 to 20 minute sessions that focus specifically on each one of the principles and the tools to help with those principles. Good. Um, so, you know, I think it's throughout the rest of the year, we're going to focus there. That's impressive. Uh, you know, the, the ELT stuff is rolling. Our mentality of, well, I got to tell you something else and, and uh, tells you the, the, the changes in, in, in thinking. Um, corporate bonus structure for projects. Once upon a time, a component of that had to do with recordable rates, right? Yeah. Uh, years ago, we modified that somewhat. We we had what we call our leading indicator audit was in there. Yeah. Uh, in addition to recordable rates, still for a project, right? Uh, this year, Robin said, "I want I want those rates out of there." And that's
0: and fabulous.
1: So so now we've got three components. We've got a cultural component that it's really subjective, but you know still good. Yeah. And we've got our safety management system assessment component where you know our managers, our safety managers are going out, assessing the project, really not just assessing them to say you're doing wrong, to assess them, to be part of the team, to help them engage, to do all this stuff that we've outlined that we're going to do. So that's a component there. And, and the, it's not going to be a score. It's are we making improvements? Yeah. Are we improving the process? And HP is a big component of it as well. So you are you're we're helping them the along, training. man. we it's it's exciting. It it really is. Um, you know, as I said, I mean, you could say everything's perfect, but you know, there's challenges around every turn, and that's that's kind of what makes it interesting too. <laughs>
0: you know, and there always will be. There's yeah. never going to be that perfect
1: situation. Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: it's it's kind of like robin your president has said uh, many times that. Uh, he tells that story about the train ride, about it being a journey, not uh, arriving at a destination. And, and so in any journey, you've got the ups and downs, but uh, that is what makes it exciting.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, and it's, it's been a, it's, well, August will be my 15th year with Robbins. So, you know, and, and in my mind, Mike, when I first started, I was like, man, maybe five years will be kind of, kind of approaching our pursuit of safety excellence where I'd like to be. And, and it's it's a journey, and and we just continue to get better and better. And I, I think only when you you step and you look back, you see how far you've come. Yeah. But I don't want to get lazy in how far we've come either. <laughs> I want to forget. You know, this is the new normal. This is how we are, and this is how we're going to continue to try to be. So,
0: how do you uh, how do you see? where do you think Robbins Morton will be in five years
1: from now? Mm, man, I. I I hope, I hope it's, there's no more old view mentality. I hope there's a relationship with, well, let me say this. Our next step after our employees is to engage those subs. I I hope we truly can have effect on our subcontractor trade partner community, because that's really where the rubber meets the road. You know, we, we self-perform, 20 to 25% now with our concrete self perform work and our drywall on low voltage, we do a lot more, but you know, predominantly we're relying on other companies that have other cultures that have other mentalities. So we've got to get them engaged. So where I see us in five years truly is we've got some key trade partners that understand us even more than they do now and that are on that same journey with us. Yeah. And I think then, then we really can be successful.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm just really proud of you guys, and uh, proud of where you've come, and uh, the, the hard work you've been doing, Jeff. And I tell you, one of the things that I hear consistently from your managers and your uh, your superintendents is uh, how much they appreciate what you've brought to Robinson Morton, and how the culture has grown during this period of time. Because it's it's just like you said, you don't realize it when you're uh, in the middle of it, but it's when you look back that you realize, you know, we've, we've come all of this way. And uh, you guys truly have done a lot uh, moving towards safety excellence. So
1: it's just I, I really applaud you for that. Yeah, well, thank you. And that's remember, that's why we call it a pursuit, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're never going to be where we, where we want to be as long as we <laughs> keep pushing. So.
0: Exactly. Well, I can't tell you how much I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. And uh, I'd really like to get you back on uh, some more of these uh, down the road here. I think it just brings a lot. You know, we've got other clients that are uh, at varying points on their journey. And I think a lot of the stuff that you shared on this podcast will help other folks out a lot. So uh, I really
1: appreciate it very, very much. Great, Mike. I appreciate you having me on. I think it was – and it's enjoyable. You know, and, again, it's fun to talk about kind of where where you went. And, you know, I would put it out to you as you know. I would be willing to do. If you've got somebody that, that needs some help or wants to have a conversation, by all means, I, I would definitely share because, you know, obviously in safety, man, it's about making everybody better. And I don't think there's any trade secrets in safety. So.
0: And there shouldn't be. And, you know, we do get that uh, oftentimes request. People want to benchmark with someone who's already kind of started maturing their process. Yeah. So that, that's good to know that uh, we could hook them up with you. Absolutely all right well Jeff thank you so much uh for uh, for taking the time to do this and uh, we'll do this again
1: sounds great Mike I appreciate it
0: As-